Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week. Another episode of the Amiibos podcast. I'm your host, Damon. Uh, with my two... Uh, I don't have any good. I just have to describe you guys this week, but you guys are awesome, Jerry Man eighty five. Jeremy, how you feeling, man? How you guys? I'm how you feeling guys feeling? Good right now. You know, it's it's almost football season, as the philosopher Freeway once said. I can feel it in the air. Um, and if you're not familiar with Freeway, um, he's Freeway, not Elway, no relation. But he balls like him, and he wins the game like him. Uh, as I say, oh, you, you coming in straight in with, with the, the bar, bars, huh? Time okay. For football season, my Clemson Tigers play tomorrow. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. That's what's up, man. Jeremy, how you feeling, man? You good? You know what? I, I, Jared should feel like very excited about the Clemson. You know, I'm, I'm feeling great about, you know, our prospects outside of my college football team. Everybody knows Southern Cal is going to be terrible. But, hey, I'm ready for the NFL. I love how you're sticking with Southern Cal. I haven't heard I haven't heard you actually cheer for or even watch a USC game since uh, Reggie Bush uh, was no, in I, a uniform. No, well, I definitely watched. Like it's just not been very much years ago. watched. Um, and definitely the Sam Darnold years were great. Or the two years. But, yeah, I mean, since then, it hasn't been really much to cheer for in the last year. Well, cool, fellas. Uh, obviously, we want to take time to shout out all the listeners tuning in. Uh, we have a very, very special show for you guys today. We have our NFL preview show. I know we're all excited to get back to hearing those pads cracking Sundays, Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons. And uh, we have a special guest, Mr. First Team All SEC, uh, college football national champion, Five-year NFL linebacker straight from Belgrade, Florida, Mr. Johnny Rutledge. How we feeling, man? Hey, um, good, but that's uh, Belgrade, Florida. That's the muck. The muck. I'm sorry. Bob Lab, Bob Lab. But welcome, man. Good. Welcome to the show, man. How we feeling? Hey, man, feeling good, brother, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. Well, let's get right into it. Let's get straight into some NFL. Obviously, the biggest news of this week was. Uh, Andrew Luck retiring at 29. We all know that he has some injuries. Uh, he's actually been dealing with rehab for the last, seems like, last five years, trying to get it back together. Um, let's start with uh, Jared and, and get his thoughts, and we'll go into uh, to Johnny. Obviously, he has a, a great uh, inside that he obviously played in the NFL, so he has a great kind of inside viewpoint of uh, trying to rehab and uh, just get trying to get back on the field. So I would love to hear his thoughts on that. But let's start with Jared on this. So uh, there's kind of two positions I look at, right? Obviously, for the Indianapolis Colts, it's a crushing blow um, because Andrew Luck is a top seven quarterback in the league. I could argue he's a top five quarterback in the league if you factor in how well he played at the end of the season last year when he actually had help and actually had help. I, I don't think you could factor that. I mean, if you look, you look at his numbers last year, he was second in touchdown passes behind Patrick Mahomes. He threw for the most yards in the league outside of Patrick Mahomes uh, and Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I thought he was playing at an elite level. Um, but with that being said, I think it, it's one of those situations to where people don't understand how hard it is to play football. Um, as a former uh, youth league football player for Jackson Oil, um, I can tell you exactly about the difficulties. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to be serious. Look, man, I hated football practice. 
This man said uh, Jackson Jacksonville Oil. football team. You took it way uh, back, we were man. It's cool. Uh, me at left tackle out there. I prevented most sacks, not all of them. Uh, with that being said, though, <laughs> I was really, really, I hated practice, right? And, I, and I'm not, you know, we played tackle football since I was like five, right, in the backyard. And I love playing tackle football. I hate practice. And if something got injured, like there's nothing like waiting for that thing to heal. And if you're Andrew Luck, and he talked about it, he said, you know, it was a, a, a endless cycle. It seemed like of injury rehab uh, or injury surgery rehab, and it continuing and on. And when you're in a situation when you're Andrew Luck and you're a player that's making the kind of money he's making, uh, he's made over the last three years around sixty million dollars. And because the Colts want the opportunity for him to possibly come back, they're not taking back that $24 million like the Lions did with Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. So if you got $60 million, like, and, and all told, he probably didn't have $60 million. Maybe he has 20 to $30 million after taxes and agent fees and all that kind of thing. But if you got $30 million in the bank and you can say, look, I'm done. I have a degree from Stanford, $30 million in the bank, and I'm 29 years old, freshly married. I'm going to travel and, and live life. Like, it's not, it's not a bad gig to have. But I think at the end of the day, I think he will eventually come back because I don't see, I mean, I, I can tell you guys from being a, obviously a former college tennis player, but even being a, a, a consistent LA fitness basketball player, I'm so competitive. I hate not going there and playing. Like I hate not participating in something like the competitiveness drives me, right? Even if it's like when I got done with tennis, it was like, all right, I want to hit a golf ball, figure out how to be as good as I can at golf. Or I want to be as good as I can playing basketball, LA fitness, or whatever it may be. It may be me being as good as I possibly can be at Madden, but that competitive nature never leaves. And I think if you're Andrew Luck, he's never gonna be as good at anything as he is at football. Like as much as he can, he can. We can't deny he's a top ten. Uh, you can't say that. Your, but that's that's tough to I'll say. That, you can't base him not we, coming we, back we, off of, of we, bad we, injuries based off him not being good at anything tell else. Me one other thing, Andrew Luck's gonna be top ten in the world at probably not anything. But Jerry, you you might be right, but at the same time, you can't say that that's the reason why he's gonna come back and play reason. football. Yeah, at that and level you can't and say take those kind of hits. And, and you can't say that for sure. I could you could have made the same comment about Tony Romo a few years ago, and he's a much better commentator than he was a quarterback. Uh, here's the thing, Tony. I wouldn't I'll say much better. Tony Romo is a top ten quarterback. Is Tony Romo a top ten broadcaster in in the world? I, uh, I love, absolutely, listen, I yes, love yes, Tony. Yes, he is. I love him as a yes, broadcaster. Like, I, I completely love Tony Romo as a broadcaster. How can you not? He predicts what everything's what's going to happen before it happens. Jim Nance and Digger uh, Digger Phelps and. Uh, uh, not Digger. Not Digger. But that's different sports. It's like saying he wasn't but, a top. But he's a he commentator. The he's the best quarterback. World. But Jared, I'm, I'm. Oh, he is. I agree. But Jeremy, and, and maybe, maybe that's the case. But I just don't see Mr. Neckbeard as the guy who's going to take over something else and, and and be as good as what he was. I mean, maybe you can you can make the argument. All right, Jerry West is a better GM than he was player. You can make the argument that Tony Romo may be a better broadcaster than he was uh, player. But at the end of the day, that's few and far between. In all likelihood. His best he was was going to be at quarterback. And I think, he, as he said, he was tired of the injuries. He's going to heal up. I think in two years, he'll still be 31, 32 years old. And I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to either come back and play for the Colts 
Or if Jacob Brissett shines like I think he he could possibly do, former Florida Gator himself and NC State Wolfpacker. I'm not sure what the actual term for a Wolfpacker is. Uh, but I I think if, even if that's the case, then he'd have a tremendous trade value to be able to go somewhere else. I think at the end of the day, he'll eventually come back and play. But I don't blame him because, I mean, that's a that's a brutal life to be living. All right, let's let's uh, let's get Jeremy's uh, stance on this, and let's go into the guy who's actually put on the pads and could could give us some real life experience on this. But Jeremy, let's. What do you think about this whole Andrew Luck situation? Uh, obviously, Jared, Jared Jared thinks he's going to come back eventually. I don't think he has it. Once he realizes that you know life's a lot more, he, he doesn't have to get back thirty million. There's no way he comes back. He'd be silly too. So Jeremy, what do you think about the situation? Man, I think uh, I think it's incredibly sad uh that you know his body wouldn't heal and you know to think about somebody who's been pretty much injured for a four-year span uh you know you, you can imagine what kind of you know pain he's been in what kind of condition his life has been in i mean obviously i'm not going to say his life was terrible but um for example you look at what gronk said this week if you didn't see it he said he was losing a joy for life playing football he said after the super bowl all he could do was lay down in bed and cry because he had a bruise that was so bad he had to have, what was it, a thousand milliliters drained from his quad, and he could only sleep like 20 minutes at a time. Um, so, I mean, you think about the things that, that players have, you know, go through, I, I can imagine and, and see how somebody could look at it and say, hey, this is not worth it after I've made enough money that I can support my family for the rest of my life. And his dad did just take over as the commissioner of the XFL, so wouldn't be surprised if he takes over and does something with that. You know, who knows? He might be a a GM of an XFL team or something for a year until they close down. But uh, overall, I think guys, we got, we can't forget though, Jeremy. Not to cut you off, but this guy went to Stanford. Yeah, you really think yeah. he's worried about taking hits again? Yo, he's going to start he, it's whatever company. Like, he's, do, you, he's, do you know what? It, you know what his degree was in? Andrew Luck's not going to touch a football again. His degree was in like nautical engineering. Like it's Andrew's like he's gonna be fine. Here, 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 but quick, uh, Jeremy. overall, I, I'm, Jeremy, I'm sure. quick statement on that though. Mm-hmm. Like Jeremy always points out, I'll I'll tell him about like I went to LA Fitness today and I played you know this game of twenty one or I played this one on one game with somebody and this is what happened and Jeremy's like, dude, you're thirty four. Why are you still playing games of twenty one? Why are you still playing dudes one on one at LA Fitness? And it's because there is a there's an innate desire to compete. I think, like, yeah, he could. Could he be a great engineer? Possibly. I mean, with the stair, I'm sure he's he's super smart and everything. But is designing a building gonna give you the same competitive fervor that you're gonna get from throwing a touchdown pass and leading your team possibly to a Super Bowl? Fervor. You know, I was trying to think of the word, but fervor. You know, is that gonna give you the same? All right, Jeremy, finish your point, man. I, I want to get in. I want to get into what Johnny had yeah. to say about this, man. Um. Overall, I think I think it's a good chance he probably comes back. I don't think Gronk will come back, uh, but at the quarterback position, I think he can heal up and decide he wants to come back. But I, I'm not ruling it out that he's not he's going to stay out forever. And lastly, for the fans that were booing him, I mean to to think about um, you know somebody who is has been in pain and said that they you know just didn't have the joy anymore. What would happen if let's say Angelo didn't say anything and he you know God forbid knock on wood killed himself. He just like, hey, I was too depressed. I killed, he killed himself. What would people say? Well, I wish he would have said something. Why didn't he go get help? Why did, like, th- these are the conversations that would have happened probably from the exact same people who were booing him in the stadium for making this decision. So, um, I wish him the best. I think he's going to be successful in whatever he does. You don't get to that level of quarterback 
um, or that level of any play position in the NFL without having an incredible work ethic, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be successful in whatever he does. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's bring Johnny into the combo, man. I got a lot of questions that I want to ask, man. Just just as far as just your whole journey from college playing for uh, the Gators down there and your transition to the NFL. If you would like to, man, I want to get your stance on this uh, Andrew Luck topic and then and, and just kind of explain your uh, or go through your transition from college, high school to getting to that elite level in NFL. Okay, well, just man, just um. I mean, with the whole luck, luck deal, I don't think he comes comes back. Once the player player uh, thinks about leaving, they've already left the game. I mean, for you know what I'm saying for those for those uh, folks that don't don't know, man, football hurts. Football hurts hurts bad. I mean, and I mean for him to get surgery, rehab, surgery, doing that for four four years. Mentally, man, he's drained. So, I mean, um, for me, I don't think he comes comes back. So, Johnny, quick question. Yeah, I agree too, man. So, you said, obviously, you played in the league for five years, and you played probably the most high-contact position in the league because you're running full speed, and you have, to, you have to stop the run, you have to stop tight end, you have to lay out wide receivers, etc. What is it like for you as a former player – like to have to deal with that though, like from a uh, you know consistently having to tackle people and like from a recovery standpoint. People see Sundays and Mondays, but I'm telling you, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, man, your body, your body, um, not not healed up to like that. I'm saying Friday, Saturday morning. So I mean, man, just uh, all those hits, um, uh, rehab, stretching. Training room. Training room, man. I'm telling you, man, all that stuff uh, takes a toll on you. Absolutely. So take us through uh, just your start and your high school career and kind of your accolades and obviously getting recruited to uh, UF, doing well there, OSCC, and then getting drafted second round. It's unbelievable. Um, kind of tell us your journey um, from high school and how you uh, transitioned to the NFL. I mean, man, I'm saying, um, shoot, man, high school was great, man. Uh, high school team, t- uh, team has the talent on it. I mean, man, uh, I'm going to say, uh, going against Fred, Fred Taylor every day in practice. Uh, and then from him, man, hey, we had a backup guy, you know what I'm saying, played, you know what I'm saying, played pro ball as well. His name is James, James Jackson. So, I mean, man, just playing those, those guys. That was in high school? High school, yeah, man. We, we had about. We had about eight pro pro guys on one team. <laughs> Golly, man! I told you to Google us. I mean, did you did did uh I did I did, but did uh did you guys just have college scouts like at your practices as as a freshman? College scouts scouts were there uh, all the time. Former players having that pride. I mean, man, and we didn't didn't lose much. Uh, I think we lost like four four games in four four years. I mean, I mean, so the talent, talent was there, and then um, I mean, just playing with guys, guys like that forced me to get get better. So, the the crazy part about that is that you actually lost when you had that many NFL players on the same team. I guess that's just Florida. In South Carolina, you guys would win every game by seventy. <laughs> yeah, man, probably will have. Yeah. So, Johnny, I got a quick question for you. You're in Cali now. 
how do you rate the the quality of high school football in California right now? <laughs> I already texted you, man. I can't see how people put like Florida, Texas, Cali, Cali in the same same group. I have not seen anything in California that would put them in the top five. I mean, wow. I, I mean, I remember uh, traveling in Texas not too long ago, and like these high schools have legitimate college-looking football stadiums. It's just it's nuts. But the stadiums, but the schools, all that type of stuff. So I mean, man, you know what I'm saying Texas does it well. So what? Uh, I, I, obviously, you probably had a lot of different choices as far as what college to go to. What drew you to UF? Was the coaching? Uh, what What was that transition like getting recruited and ultimately uh, choosing uh, UF? Grew up a Miami fan. They were on pro, probation. Florida was coming up. I mean, I love love Steve uh, Spurrier, uh, Moxie, Cocky. You know what I'm saying wanted to win. I mean, I then the player players were there. I mean, so I saw that and I was like, you know what? You know what I'm saying uh, they'll be good in a couple years. I wanted to join that. And you were right. Sure, <laughs> man. National championship. So, cool, man. I got a couple more questions. We'll get into this uh, NFL preview. But uh, what was your most, I guess, over your career college? What was your m- most memorable game? In college, was it, was it the UGA UF rivalry? What what was your most uh, fondest memory of being a Gator? That wasn't a rivalry for us, man. Georgia was not a rival a rival for us. Uh, always beat them. I mean, for us, you know what I'm saying it was always uh, Florida State. Florida State, yeah. yeah, man. Playing those guys brought the best, and you playing against uh, guys like Warwick Dunn and. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Peter Warwick, all those guys, man, brought the best team. But I can tell you one thing, though. I bet Peter Warwick had better clothes than all y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Free shoes, baby. <laughs> hey, quick question. So, Johnny, I was told that before you guys played Miami, there was a fight in the streets. I saw this on the ESPN 30 for 30. So that, I wasn't this, there. I saw this, this was before you or after? This was right after you. I never played, so that, played this, the case. This, this was before no you case, or after? No case. This after was right me. after you. Yeah, after me. I was with the Cardinals So, then. who won the fight? Okay. Yeah, so I was you, with the Cardinals were, then, man. That Alex Brown got punched so in the face. So, who won the fight? We won the fight. You <laughs> <laughs> won the fight. All right, we're not, we got to get a... Uh, <laughs> I guess the statute of limitations is up now, but let's... Let's go ahead and get into uh, some of this preview of uh, some of these conferences, man. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's start with this, pre- this preview of NFC West, fellas. Uh, you know, we have the, the Cardinals, the former Cardinal himself, Johnny Rutledge. You got the Rams. You got the 49ers, the Seahawks. Uh, who do you guys see coming out, out of NFC West? Let's start with Jeremy on this. Hey, uh, I know everybody's probably uh, going to jump on the Rams bandwagon. I actually think the Rams are going to take a step back this year. And I am gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the in the division by a long ways. Uh, I see their defense is starting to step up. You can you can see, um, you know, Pete Carroll's doing his thing like he always does with the defense. Uh, the running game, which was number one in the league last year, was really really strong. Is is, is bringing everybody back. I think Chris Carson will have a good year. Um, I think the, the dual back setup will be great. And I, I just see them having you know a strong season. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams get a wild card, but Overall, I think Seattle is going to be the team to look for in that in that division. 
Um, another thing, I think the 49ers could be a, a, a strong team as well. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I can see them 8-8. Eight and eight. I think Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in uh, in, the, in that division, probably outside of uh, – no, no, outside of Pete Carroll. I'd actually probably put him above Sean McVay, even though Sean McVay gets all the credit. Um, Sean McVay is going to have to show me more than three sets before I give him um, – you know, over Kyle Shanahan, I think he's even a better play caller and a better offensive mind. So, um, so forget about, forget about the fact he took a team to the Super Bowl, but just he needs well, to show well, you more he kinda had, He kind of had the most stacked roster of, of everybody, every team in the football. Oh, my God. Job. Um, hold on, um, Jeremy. Hold on, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're going to say that Kyle is uh, better than, than Pete, Pete Carroll as far as being a coach. Who? Oh, no, no. I said outside of Pete Carroll. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, okay. Huh? It's gonna be outside of a bunch of people. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, maybe y'all I don't say maybe not the Cardinals coach, but Oh the Card the, the Cardinals coach, um, he should still be coaching at um uh, I don't know, Wofford or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Johnny, what do you think about this uh NFC West preview? Obviously you play in this division, what do you think about it? I don't say uh picking the Ram win that one. Followed by by the Niners. Um, and I think the Niners are gonna go like uh, nine and seven, ten and six, possibly. That'd be a great that'd be a great season for him. Yeah. Yes, it will. Absolutely, Jerry Man eighty five. What do you think about this NFC West, man? I, I I think I think people are sleeping on my boy Kyler, man. He had you know he only played one pretty much one series in the preseason. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go and predict. That Kyler Murray is gonna gonna come out of the NFC West at least as the I'll say second out of the uh, out of the NFC West. Damn, I, I'm gonna I I'm gonna go ahead and make a hot take right now, and I'm gonna put it on my boy Kyler Murray. Damn, 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 second in West. I'm calling NFC him West. Kyler Murray if he just comes out the NFC uh, NFC West with his life. His offensive <laughs> line is absolutely <laughs> terrible. He's gonna be running for his life the entire season. All it's right, gonna be tough on Kyler this this season. Tough. If he had a line, I give him. I, I think he's good. He just has no help around him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, but he needs that help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy. All right, Damon. Like, look, man. I like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a really good player. They're they're finishing fourth in the division. Like, literally, at this point in time, this is what happens when you draft. You trade up in a draft to get a quarterback and Josh Rosen with the tenth pick in the draft, and then. The next season, when you could be adding assets to be able to help that quarterback, maybe you just made a bad pick. But regardless of what happened, you finished last in the league last year. You had the worst record in the league, and now you draft another quarterback, but you don't fill in a lot of key positions. And then you have some injuries. I mean, I think uh, Akeem Butler from Ohio State, who I thought was going to be a very good player, a very huge receiver, 6'4", high points the ball extremely well, somehow hurts his hand and is out for the season. Um, so I expect him to finish last. Jeremy, I'm not sure why you're such a hater on the Rams. Uh, last year, you picked them to miss the playoffs. I, I've just never understood why you hate on them right now. Rams are going to win this division. I'll tell you why. One, who's Seattle? Who's You said Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the division. I can't deny that. Who's he throwing to? DK Metcalf, who's injured already and was injured both of his year, last two years at, at Ole Miss and can't run anything besides a go route. Like, Doug Baldwin's gone. That they, they their rushing game was pretty good, but in, in reality, I don't think that's good enough to, to carry you to a division title. And San Francisco as much, as much as everybody's high, I mean, I think Garoppolo. Tyler, has, Tyler Lockett. I like Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett is is more of a like a he's he's five nine like 
he's not really a one receiver. He's more of like an explosive number two receiver. Uh, but I, I think in reality, you look at it and you say, all right, uh, San Francisco, I'm not a fan of Nick Bosa a ton. Um, I think everybody's selling him on, on the Joey Bosa hype. I'm not saying it is, is Michael Vick, Marcus Vick, but it's another or, – or, but if you look at that, typically first player is the one that's good. Peyton, Eli, oh, yeah, Eli's coming. He's going to be just as good. No, he's not. Oh, Michael Vick, oh, Marcus is coming. He's going to be just as good. No, he's not. Yeah. Like the, the young – Yeah, you can't compare Marcus and Mike to Peyton. Oh, not just – either way. Oh, Seth Curry, his little brother Seth is going to be just good. No, he's not. Usually the one that came – they're from, both in the league. They are both in the league, but one's an MVP and one's a, a fringe starter. There's a difference. So, I, I th- likewise, I think Nick Bosa could be a, a, a legit starting defensive end. Do I think he's going to be Joey Bosa where he has 20 sacks in his first 20 games of his career? No. Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo? How did that Jason uh, Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey thing work out? Uh, I think both of them were, were all pros, correct? <laughs> so I mean, I, yeah. So so the second one came in, it was good, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: one, they're completely different positions. But but with that being said, I'm not telling you they're not two good good players that can come out. I mean, Eli Manning ended up being good. Watt brothers but, as well now. Oh yeah, the Watt TJ looks uh, good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. But, That's probably the best comparison. But who's Derek? Where's Derek at? I mean, but anyway, Derek was a fullback. I agree, but what was he even drafted? What, what I'm telling you is, Derek was drafted late first round. He wasn't drafted what second overall this year. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I, I was never really sold on Nick. I thought Nick was a pretty good player, but he's injury prone. He's injured already. He missed the rest of, in, uh, of training camp and rest of preseason. And you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, look, man, I'm not an expert on, on NFL quarterbacks, but I can tell you one thing: if you go to practice and throw. Five interceptions on five straight passes. That's that's probably that's probably not a good sign. Um, and then you come out the next preseason game and you have a zero point zero QBR. That's probably not a winning strategy. So I right now I'd probably have the Rams. Go- the first time you touch a football in over in like a year because he tore his ACL. Oh, last year. Like, poor I'm not Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. He was kind of rusty, man. I, I mean, but then I, that next game versus Kansas City secondary. Tore, tore- but listen, though, Johnny, right now, if if you go out and take starting quarterback reps versus Kansas City's defense and throw away from Tyron Matthew, you're completing 70% of your passes. Like, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not gonna give him a, a sticker for that. What I will say is Jared, I Jared, think the question. Rams are going to go 12 wins. I think Seattle's going to win you nine games. Borderline playoffs, I'm not sure. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to be a significant disappointment. I think they win – six or seven games, and I think the Cardinals are going to win two games. They're going to be awful. Jared, Jared, if you if you didn't watch the end of last season, teams were really figuring out how to play against the Rams, and it all came together when the master himself, Bill Belichick, put together a plan that they only scored three points in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what that plan was? Think- the plan was uh, Cooper Cup getting hurt and Todd Gurley getting hurt so you couldn't have two of their top three uh, skills players. No, the plan was, hey – if you're gonna run all your sets with this, with three wide receivers and a tight end and a running back, then hey, we're gonna figure out what you're doing, and we're not gonna be confused by the same pick plays and stuff like that. You continue to run, so like it's only a certain amount of plays you can run out of a, out of a certain formation. And but what ended up happening, and the Saints were really all over it. If you were, if you watch that game, the Saints when we played against the Rams uh, in the NFC Championship game, even though we didn't play great on offense at all on defense. We pretty much had them schemed out. We knew what they were trying to do, and out of out of every set or out of every uh, 
Seth and they were running with the same personnel. They, so they they, that's, that's the point, Jeremy. That, that so here's the thing. Was Gurley was but, Gurley? But Jeremy, real quick, real quick, Jeremy. The the Gurley is what makes that set work. The reason that set works is they typically run the same. They they run that same three receiver set because they put. Stretch look. Yeah, stretch look. So then either you put people in the box and then you you flex out Gurley and you got a linebacker on Gurley or you go in a softer nickel look and you just run the ball with Gurley. It's, it's one of those situations that's hard to, ma- to match up for, but when you're going and you got C.J. Anderson playing 60 70% of the snaps who can't catch a ball out of the backfield and run slower than, than me after a, a box of Krispy Kremes, then you you can run that. You say, oh, yeah, we're just going to defend the set. Also, we're ignoring Jer- Jer- the personnel that New England had to what, say what team, we can what press. Team, what, what team two years ago when the Rams had that great run, what team had, had the least amount of offensive line injuries in the league? Oh, it was, it was definitely the Rams. What team last year had the least amount of offensive line injuries in the league? Oh, the Rams, I'm sure. Okay, so if we're going to go on this premise that they're going to continue to be the healthiest offensive line in football, like you can't but say Jer- that. Oh, Jeremy, they were would you rather? Well, they're, they're, they're would the you rather? Would you rather say, all right, I'm gonna my offensive line is going to be healthy, but I'm going to lose the guy who was second on and the odds for winning the MVP last year before he got hurt. Like I, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, it was like two weeks in. No, no Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, like ten weeks Johnny, in. That's, what do you What do you think about this argument, Johnny? You, you I, mean, eight, I mean, I uh, mean, Gurley is a call, call that makes it uh, go. I mean, so they definitely need need him. I mean, but you know what I'm saying Jeremy's right though. I mean, uh, they are pretty um, easy to um, you know what I'm saying scheme up, stopping that stretch stretch zone, play action pass, RPOs. I mean, that's and that's and that's pretty much it. It it is. But here's the thing. Mike Tyson's pretty easy to scheme against. Just last to the 10th round, avoid his hook and his uppercut, and you're good. The problem is when you get punched in the doggone face. Like, Gurley, when, Gurley NFL is different. I, I agree. But when Gurley's in there, it's completely different. Yeah, 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 you're right. I, I think Gurley's going to be good. Don't get me wrong. But All at right, the end so. of the day, you still have, you, you still have to be able to – Scheme players open, and if, if you're trying to run sets, and the defender knows what you're trying to get open or who you're trying to pick, and they don't, and they don't play into it, then really you're just relying on the run. But Jeremy, you saw the flaws. We all saw the flaws. If you don't think that Sean McVay saw the flaws, and and, and as he said after the game, he said, "I didn't give us a chance to win with the strategy I gave." I guarantee you, Sean McVay was in the off season putting together some wrinkles, some different things. They're gonna win twelve games this year. Do you guys trust your quarterback? No. No. I, do you trust the quarterback? I, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. But I trust the coach. Like, I don't trust a lot of quarterbacks. Like, I, 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 mean, like, I the quarterback I, I, has to pull, you know what I'm saying, pull the trigger. But here's the thing. If Mitch Trubisky can win, a, what, 12 games last year? Mitch Trubisky's awful. Like, I'm I'm sorry. We've had this conversation. I call him Miss him Like, he's the worst quarterback in the NFC by a ton. And you can win 11, 12 games with them by scheme. I think they do, can do this. Do they have? Do they have the Bears defense? Yeah, I mean, man, I mean, yeah. they're close. I mean, and with Clay Matthews, their sure, their no, defense no, no, sure, is ridiculous. Jared, stop. They're right like twenty fifth in the league in defense no. last year. They're not close. Jared Mitchell we, we just had to be Trent Trent Dilfer. Yeah, yeah, Trent Trent Dilfer. But he, I mean, I don't even think he's Trent Dilfer. I think he's more like uh, Trent Green in Miami Dolphins days. 
right. Um, NFC East, which is, which is the conference I think is going to be the most interesting by far. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of outside talking, a lot of uh, extracurricular activities between these teams. We're talking about the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins. Uh, let's start with Jeremy this time. Where do, where, where do we see uh, these teams uh, landing at the end of the season? Uh, ultimately, I think uh, this division will be decided by two teams because the Giants and the Redskins will be terrible. Um, the end of the year, the Redskins and the Giants will be playing for who had whose re- rookie quarterback had the best record um, because I think Daniel Jones will be in probably by week. I want to say their bye week is week six. And then they go into playing somebody terrible after that bye week. I, can't, I think they play the maybe they play the Cardinals after their bye week, and it's like a ten day break or something. Or maybe it's not a bye week. Maybe it's the Thursday night game, and then they have it. Whatever that is, when they play the Cardinals, he'll be in after that because Eli Manning's terrible. Um, but continuing on, I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win this division. The Eagles are uh, loaded from every position, uh, pretty much. If you look at Madden, they have the best Braden on Madden, which I don't understand why because we played them twice and. I was scoring by about 50 points in those two games. But I shall digress. They have a great offensive line. Uh, I think Jason Peters is going to have to be replaced at some point, but he's still a serviceable left tackle. Um, I like the acquisition of Jordan Howard. I think he's going to help their run game. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, they're going to have uh, Fletcher Cox, who's always you know, disrupting everything uh, with Michael Bennett. They're gonna, I mean, their, their entire roster is, is stacked. And then the one area that I don't think they, they're very strong in, which is – their cornerbacks, uh, you know, they're, they're decent, but I don't think they're great. I think uh, Sidney Jones will probably have a better season this year after the full season back from the uh, Achilles. But I don't really think the Cowboys can exploit it because I don't think da- I don't think uh, Dak Prescott is that guy. I told I told someone the other day, I'm sure we'll get into the Colts a little later, but I expect the Colts to make the playoffs because Jacoby Brissett, I said, is as good as Dak Prescott. Sorry. So I'm going to go with the quarterback who I believe in more. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz over Dak Prescott. I'm going to go with the Eagles. But I think the Cowboys still will have a slight chance of getting a wild card if Ezekiel Elliott is back before they play the Saints in week five. Let's go with Johnny. What you think about this, man? Yeah, NFC. Jeremy, you are my favorite twin, twin, bro. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, Dallas is going to always be the talk of the town. But Philly, I mean, man, Philly has wins, weapons, and then now scheming them is tough. I mean, man, Philly can run it, screen it, um, pass it. I mean, can do it, do it all. And they play some defense as well. I mean, with that, I don't trust them. I mean, I just do not trust trust that that to make, make plays, plays to win games. I don't trust them. So here's here's my thing. First and foremost, does anybody here trust Dak? Not really. Like he's an okay quarterback. But here's the here's the thing that baffles me. Everybody's acting like the Eagles are really, really good this year. Uh first off, Carson Wentz has missed at least two games in his last five seasons playing, going back to his last two seasons at uh, North Dakota State. Um, most, but, the, but Josh McCown is better than Dak. Josh, here's the thing. Josh McCown is not better than Dak. Like, here's the thing. Like, we, <laughs> we can oversell. Like, oh, Dak's not that good. Like, Dak's a legit starting quarterback in the league. Like, Dak 
It's not like he's not great. Dak is 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 David Garrard. Dak is Byron Luffwich. He's Tyrod Taylor. No, he's way better than no, Tyrod Taylor. Not. Like Tyrod Taylor was Jeremy. Jeremy, the game y'all played last year, if Tyrod Taylor was as good as me, he'd have beat you guys. Like literally we're like it was, Jerry, Jerry, it was the open Jerry, throw at the stop. end of the game. He missed them. It was Jerry, how many how many points did he put up? He put up a lot more in Dak did and Dak was playing at home. But Jeremy that, we, we literally could not move the ball in offense. But, but Jeremy He has all these weapons around and they put up ten points. But Jeremy, at the end of the day, the game was on the line. He he missed a wide open uh the guy from Florida. I can't even think of the, the guy's name who smokes weed all the time now. Uh this guy suspended. Uh there was a rookie last year. He was wide open. He, he threw he threw a bomb to him to, to to put him up. Yeah, I won't say his name, but yeah, keep yeah, keep I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, yes, you know what I'm talking Antonio about. Callaway. Look, yeah, yeah, Antonio Callaway. Yeah. He was wide open, and, and Tyrod couldn't. Hit. He he hit him. He got a touchdown at the at the end of the, at the end of, almost an end of regulation, and we went down and got a field goal to win. Here, here's what, um, here's what I Jared, what I was saying. Do you do you think Dak Prescott could have taken the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs the year before? No. Yes, he could have because that team had one of the best defenses in the league. Tyrod Taylor wasn't putting up any points. But with that being said, yeah, that defense did not have one of the best. I'll take one more thing. That de- that defense against the Saints, we ran the ball twenty four straight times at one point. Yes, you got- without them getting off the field. Yes, that defense was not good. That defense was very good, even with that terrible outing they had versus the Saints last year. Like last year, the Saints were a good defense, but they gave up forty eight points to Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can't look at one one game. If you look at that season, they were a top ten defense, and they won games primarily because they were in a terrible division and because they were able to keep the score down, as they did last year when they played the Patriots and almost beat the Patriots when they had their third string quarterback in Derek Anderson, who just come over from from the Panthers. So. Back on topic, if we're looking at the division, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the division, but I don't feel great about it because of the fact that Carson Wentz, he got hurt his last two years at North Dakota State, then got hurt his rookie season, then got hurt his MVP basic season with the last two games in the season going with tearing his ACL, then he got hurt again last year. Five straight years with injury, I mean, five, listen, if, if, you know, if, if, if I call my wife and she doesn't pay out the phone, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. If I call her five different days in a row and she's not picking up the phone, like that's a trend. That's I need to figure out what's going on. Either maybe you need to take your phone off silent. Maybe it's just that. But whatever. Same way. You leave five straight seasons, you can't finish the season. That's a problem. And if that happens, the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs and they're going to win a division. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, barring an injury from Carson Wentz. I don't think you're right on that one. Jared, <laughs> I mean, man, Dallas is going to be good. I mean, uh, Dallas may get a wild wild card, but uh, I'm picking the Eagles to win 12, 12 games. Carson Wentz shine. Uh, see, here's the thing. They didn't win many games last year when Carson Wentz was starting. Like, everybody, like, forgets Carson playing and I'm losing to the Titans and I'm losing to all these, like – Literally, I'm not saying he's he's a better quarterback than Nick Foles. And last year, it was his first year coming back from his ACL. So, like, hey, I, and he was better last year than Nick Foles. I'll give I'll give him some slack, but it's not like they were great with Carson Wentz last year. They weren't. And I I, I think. But yeah, go ahead. here's a, here's the thing though. People make it like Nick like Nick Foles turned the team around. No, he didn't. Nick Foles had ten touchdowns and eight interceptions. Carson Wentz had twenty one touchdowns and seven interceptions. Their teams average the exact same amount of points per game with both quarterbacks in. Overall, their defense just played better at the end of the season. That's all. It was, that's all. It, the it wasn't. It wasn't so, just that. It was the fact that Nick Foles took chances downfield and threw the ball to everybody on the field. Carson Wentz zoned in. But they scored the same amount of points. Jeremy. 
Carson Wentz zoned in strictly on Zach Ertz. Also, at the end of the games, you could, you could count on Nick Foles making the play that needed to be made. Last year, Carson Wentz wasn't making the play that needed to be played to win the, uh, that needed to be made to win the game. So I mean, I, like I said, I'm not telling you that, that he's not good. Like I, I'm a I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. I said I thought he was one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. But if you're going to try to compare him and say, all right, well, you know, how how did he do last year? He wasn't great. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. And I don't know if he's winning 12 games this year. All right, fellas, uh, we're definitely going to see who comes out of the East. It's going to be some great games, especially week one. Uh, let's start talking about the NFC South, uh, my favorite conference. Uh, my boys, the Carolina Panthers, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the Saints. Uh, let's start with uh, Johnny, man. Who do, you, who do you see coming out of the NFC South? Uh, I mean, man, this this conference is the toughest in uh, pro pro sports sports to me, man. I gotta pick pick the Falcons Falcons to win win this. I already told you guys if they're healthy, the Falcons win 12, 12 games easily. Uh, Matt easily. Ryan has easily. Wow. Matt Ryan has a great great year. Everything everything hinges on Freeman being darn healthy. That's the thing. If he's hurt. Offense changed. I mean, so I mean, with him staying, staying, staying good. I mean, I think that they'll win, win this one. Followed by the Saints, then the Panthers, then the Bucks. Wow, it's gonna do my my boys like that. I see. All right, uh, JDZ, who you feeling coming out of the NFC South, man? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. We generally <laughs> see eye to eye on most things. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I could move the Falcons to the SEC West, and they would not win 12 games. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, overall, this is this is. I was about to yawn when we came in, but you know, somebody might have thought it was for real. I mean, this division is already decided. There's one team with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Cameron Jordan, Jared Cook. I mean, I can just go through the names. Ryan Ramchick. We got the best left tackle in football in Teron Armstead. Sheldon Rankins, who tore his Achilles in the NFC Divisional Playoff round, is already back practicing. I was not expecting him back until at least week 10, 12, whatever. The defense is going to be so stacked. Marcus Davenport is going to have a breakout season. If you didn't see us in the third preseason game the other night, Drew Brees came out and marched us downfield with Alvin Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas. And then we go on the defense, and what happens? First possession, Marshawn Lattimore, strip, get the ball back. All the starters come out of the game. That's kind of what kind of season is going to be. It's going to be the revenge tour. I compare it to what Tom Brady did to the NFL after they gave him the play gate. And this is going to be one of those things of where we take it out on the officials. We might even throw a couple balls in their direction and run them over. You're going to see what's going to happen this year. It's going to be epic. Then followed okay, by, man, by, on, by the Falcons actually will finish. No, go on, go on, go on. Uh, second, I, I, I think they I think they got a chance of making the playoffs, maybe 10-6. Like, honestly, I thought last year the Falcons' defense was going to be a top-10 unit in the league. I can see them getting to that this year. Last year they just had so many injuries. Um, sometimes I feel like they play uh, a little too aggressively and let their corners – uh, stay out on the island a little too much, especially when you're going against some guys um, with, with you know great receivers like Tampa, Saints, other people in the in the division. 
Um, so I think they'll be ten and six. Panthers, I'm not expecting very much out of them. Damon, I'm, I hate to tell you, I think they're going to be about seven and nine this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were six and ten, and Tampa Bay was seven and nine. So um, I think the Saints this year get to. I'm going to say fourteen and two. I think we're going to be better than last year. Fourteen and two, man. Really? Okay. What? What? And Saints, two. And two. Saints fans never say that the Saints. The Saints don't travel travel well, man. They don't play. Play well on the road. Nope, Jeremy. Nope. Do they? Since, since when? You know, do you re- do you realize since? I think since two thousand twelve, the Patriots have a better road record than the Saints. Since two thousand twelve, I dis- I completely disagree because they had like five straight years they went seven and nine. Yeah, but no, no, we had three straight years where we were seven and nine, but we were actually better on the road than those years. We were winning in the dome. Overall, what you see from the Saints is this, the, the Saints are consistently going to dominate on the road. Last year, what, what were our losses? We lost um, at home the first week to Tampa. We lost at home to the Panthers when we set everybody. And the only other regular season loss that we have was at the Cowboys. So we lost one game on the road last year. And what do the Saints have right now? A young, up-and-coming defense that is ready to take over, I don't think we're gonna. I think our team this year will be better on defense than offense, and I still think we'll probably have the best offense in football. Um, maybe outside of the Chiefs, who's gonna have this attraction. But overall, the uh, Demario Davis is the most disrespected linebacker in football. He might be. I don't think he's quite Bobby Wagner, Luke Kuechly, but I put him right there in that Deion Jones discussion for you know wrestling, right out the top five. Cam Jordan is the most underrated defensive end in football. I'm talking about a guy who was second in the league in sacks over the last two years. The only player who's been top five the last two years in sacks, uh, tackles for losses, and uh, passes defense. So overall, I think um, you know the defense is really going to be really going to be our standout point this year. So, Jared Man eighty five. Let me let me just bring some clarity to the situation. First and foremost, <laughs> we got a team in the Saints who has not yet gotten over. And as Drew Brees said on the herd last week, uh, I don't think we'll ever get over that call in that situation. So I think that's the team that, that is in a situation to where they have not recovered. I don't think they're going to have a good season this year. If I'm picking, I'm actually agreeing with Johnny in the fact that I think the Falcons are going to have the best record in that division. I'm picking the Falcons sure. to win 11 games. I'm picking them to go 11-5 and five and win the division. I'm picking the Panthers to finish second in that division. I got the Panthers winning 10 games, going 10-6, and six, and finishing with a wild card berth. I have the Saints going 9-7 and seven in that division and battling mm-hmm. up until the last minute for a wild card spot but missing the playoffs. Uh-huh. And the reason I have that is this. One, talk about- as much as Drew Brees looked great early on in the season, he looked terrible at the end of last season. He couldn't throw the ball, and clearly he had lost a lot of arm velocity. I, I don't expect much of that to change. Two, when you win a division, you have the tougher schedule of the, uh, of the rest of the teams in the division. So if you look at the same like schedule, they, they, they did last year. But last year, they were a team that was very, very talented. I think Drew Brees is a year older. He's 40 years old now. I think he's going into a situation where I don't think that, that he is the elite player that he was. And... Of course, he looks good throwing the ball in oh, preseason. Stop. He looks great throwing the ball in preseason. But last year, you can make the argument his first 12 games were the greatest 12 games he had played, 12 games stretch he had played in his career. 
Do I expect him to play that well at the beginning of the season? No. And I expect at the end of the season him to continue to be banged up because that's what happens when you're a 40-year-old quarterback playing. I'm 34. If I I used to play play basketball at LA Fitness or wherever, and I, I could sit down for a game. We know, Jerry. We know. I know. I, know. I could get done with a game. I could, I could sit for a game or two, get back up and play. You know what happens now if I sit for a game or two? I have to stretch all over again. You know why? Because I'm 34. Body doesn't work the same. If you're Drew Brees and you're 40, yeah, overall, later in the though, season, I think he's going to be banged up. What, what, what was the point of, of – I'll say the point of demarcation for the Saints last year when the offense started falling off. When Drew Brees got banged up. When the left up. tackle got injured. No, when, when Teron Armstead went out. Tom, Teron Armstead got injured, tried to come back. He had a torn pet, tried to come back, and continuously went in and out of the game. He couldn't stay, he couldn't stay in the game. That, that's really what, what ended up happening. And then also – you talk about injuries for the Rams. You look at Ben Watson. He couldn't even he couldn't even play his last game. I think that's why he came back this season because uh, he was banged up. We really lost all of our wide receiver targets, and that's the, one of the other things. Now we're going to be a lot deeper at receiver, mainly because we've got a legitimate tight end in Jared Cook Jr., who I think is going to have a breakout season this year. Give us more of a me- intermediate target for Drew Brees, and as you know, Drew Brees didn't throw the ball down the field, so I think it's I think it's going to be you know. Better than better than last year. And then you brought up, oh man, they're not they haven't gotten over it. Well, did they get over the Minnesota Miracle? No. I still had a great season last year. What about the beast mode run? Followed up thirteen to three. Like wait, you know how many heartbreaks the Saints have had? It's like the, the, but Jeremy, the like the team model. Jer- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I expect the Saints to go one and three their first four games. Their first four games they have of the season, they play the Texans at home. You, they could win. Jay, you can't expect the Texans to win that I, game. You guys could not. You guys got the worst offense line. In I, well, one, we're trading for somebody, but I expect us to win that game. But even if you win that game, then you're at Rams. I expect that to lose. You're at the Seahawks. I expect you to lose. And you're playing the Cowboys with, with Ezekiel. It probably should be back. So you got Texans, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys first four weeks. Two and two would be a great start with that schedule. And I think at the end of the Jeremy, day, Jeremy, if, if we if we if, if we don't win all those games by over a touchdown, I'll be very disappointed. Jeremy, I, the, here's the thing: you're you're a person. Obviously, you're a huge fan, but you tell me, Marshawn Lattimore is the best corner in the league. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the league. Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league. Michael Thomas would be the first receiver you would take in the league, even though now you're saying you didn't say he was the best receiver. You, he'd just be the first one you take. Like at the end of the day. I said Julio's the best, but he gets injured every season. So, so. At the end of the day, um, though, like they're just they're not that team. And I, I, wait, I could be wrong. Jerry, who, who did the players rank as the best quarterback in the league? The the players rank Drew Brees. Okay, who they rank as the second best running back in the league? As the second best? Why didn't they rank him as the best? I don't know. They put Todd Gurley, who was injured. So I mean, right? Which at the end of the day, like, I don't care what the players rank a player. You know why? Because Johnny, answer this because question. Because all Texas players work bad. No, no, they weren't. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins was the number one receiver, I believe. But Johnny, answer this uh, question no, he for, wasn't. Me. for me. What's up? So when you were uh, playing, how much time did you get to spend watching other teams play outside of the teams that you were playing, watching on tape? Not much. Not much at all, right? Not much. So usually, it's I, I equate the players' rankings to what the coaches' poll is in college football. Everybody's like, oh, well, the coaches are the ones that know what's talking about. But I tell you, what coach has a chance to watch players play? What coach is sitting down like, okay, I got a 12 o'clock game. Let me go back and watch the Clemson 12 o'clock game when they played Troy. Nobody does because they're, they're still Jared, game planning for their own. Up. 
quick question. So, so every team has – let's just do some quick math. Every team has 46 active players on an NFL roster that – you know, like on a game time, but 53-man roster, right? Sure. NFL said that they, they polled over 1,100 players. So, if let's just take the 53, that's – what's that? That's 22. You can do 22 full teams. Like, it's almost – like, somebody's playing against those players. It's not like, hey, man – I, you know what? They, we didn't pull anybody in their division. We didn't pull anybody who played their position. You don't think these players know? But Jeremy, I'm but, not. But I'm, they, I'm not telling you that they're not. I mean, Alvin Kamara before the draft, I told you was special. I watched Alvin Kamara play when he was in high school. A high school here in Norcross it was no more back in the country. Before the draft, I said that was the the best pick, the sleepy, the sleeper pick of your draft. Drew Brees is clearly a great quarterback. Do I think Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league? Heck no, he's not. He's not better than than Pat Mahomes. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. He's not better than Tom Brady. Like I don't, I don't get. Well, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not in the top five right now. Uh, you can make that argument, but right now I take Aaron Rodgers at, at thirty three. You can make that over argument. Drew Brees. Like at the end of the day, I just don't see that. I'm not concerned. You picked the Saints to finish starting division last year. <clears throat> All right, fellas, let's move on to the last division, uh, and that is the NFC North. We have the Minnesota Vikings, the Green Bay Packers, the Bears, and the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's start with Johnny. Uh, who do you like uh, coming out of MC North? Oh, man, the uh, Bears, man, because of the defense. I mean, a uh, defense wins, uh, I'm saying, a championship. So the Bears, the Bears play, play D. Defense travels. I mean, with the Packers, I mean, man, all they have now is Aaron Rodgers, man. I don't know how they, um, uh, defense is going to be. So, I mean, man, we'll see. Mitchell just has to just manage games, screen pass, play action, dink and dunk it, and then from there, man, uh, Mac and those guys just go hunt. So, the Bears all the way with this one. So, look, l- let me let me tell you why that's nonsense, Johnny. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. First and foremost, if you look at the Packers, their first round pick and their second round pick, the last two drafts have been on defense. They've improved the defense significantly, although their second round pick from two years ago, they dropped Josh Jackson. But I like uh, Jair Alexander at cornerback was an upgrade. They got uh, the kid from Michigan, um, the defensive lineman. Um, I can't think of the kid's name. Gary, right now. Gary. Yeah, yeah, Rashawn Gary. They picked him up who's looked good. I think their defense – it can't be worse. I think they improved this year on defense. They finally get an innovative offensive coach who's going to be able to make some type of line calls that are going to help. And finally, Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy. This is the thing that baffles me about people. It's the same thing that happened with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck played through some injuries, and people are like, oh, man, he's kind of overrated now. Oh, well, you think he wasn't throwing – Five touchdowns playing with a lacerated kidney? Of course he wasn't. Same way, Aaron Rodgers, we watched him play the Bears on one leg and carry them to a win. And the rest of the season, he's playing, dragging his leg around. Aaron Rodgers, people don't realize, is one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the position in the league right now. And and he can move. He's mobile. He's the best at throwing the ball on the run outside of maybe now Patrick Mahomes because of his arm strength. He he has a tremendous athletic set. And you take that away from him, and then you have part of his offensive line get hurt, and then you have part of his defense get hurt. I think right now Packers are primed to win the NFC, not the, just the North, the NFC. I'm picking the Packers to go to the Super Bowl this year right now Book it. So I'm going Packers to yeah, win that, the division. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm, I'm glad you said book it because they need to go on book it 
and book their flights because they're gonna have to buy tickets and all that stuff and those things sell out pretty fast jared you just named off all those first first rounders second rounders our games play play on on paper no the bears bears d is actually proven yes they are but who is their defensive coordinator I don't care. I mean, with those those guys, they are already proven. But this 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 is what I tell hey, people. Hey, hey, Vic Fangio I, 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 I was one of the best here. defensive coordinators in the league, and now he went to take over the the Broncos to be their head coach. And now he's doing a lot of the same things he did with Khalil Mack with moving around Von Miller. I think that's a significant drop off. And I think when you look at it, there is a whenever you have a coach that comes in and takes over and brings in a lot of different schemes, I think there's a there's a learning curve to get caught up with. And I although I do like a lot of the pieces on the Bears, I think if you took a adequate quarterback, not a below average quarterback like Trubisky is in my mind, if you took an adequate quarterback, if you put Dak on that team, I would pick probably the Bears to win 12, yeah, 13 yeah. games. Trubisky's better than Dak. No, Dak, no, no, Trubisky's not. Trubisky. Yeah. In reality, Trubisky is a slightly better version of Blake Bortles. And I'm not even joking. Trubisky is a slightly better version of Blake Bortles. All the reports out of camp, he's been terrible. Um, with that being said, if you had an adequate quarterback. If you have an adequate. Yeah, they're, they're usually are pretty accurate. But if you had an adequate quarterback there, I'd pick them to win 12 or 13 games. But I just don't expect. You know, last year, Khalil Mack came out. He had like, what, four forced fumbles in, in the first four games. Like, he was, he was on this, like mission because he, he was trying to prove the Raiders wrong but what you typically see is when a player gets traded that first year when they're trying to prove everybody wrong they have this huge year and the next year is usually a drop-off I watched Jerry Rice lead the 49ers go to the Raiders and have 1200 yards his first year and they're like oh yeah I told you Jerry Rice didn't drop off and then oh boom 700 yards next year you know because yeah yeah because yeah because uh Khalil Mack is 35 39 40 years old no it's not okay cool I agree the difference Jer I just think he's gonna let, let, let me give you my take on this. Jared, you make a very good point about Vic Fangio uh, leaving. I think that's going to definitely hurt the Bears. Johnny, you make a very good point about the Packers' uh, defense not being great this year. And then, obviously, they gave up Clay Matthews and uh, some other changes. I don't even know who their defense coordinator is, and they brought in somebody who was supposed to be an offensive juggernaut who led the Titans last year to the 27th best offensive football. So, I'm going to tell you you're both wrong. I'm going to say the Vikings are going to win this division, and I'll tell you why. Because defense, like you said, Johnny, the defense for the Vikings is going to be great this year. Two years ago, best defense in football, possibly behind the Jaguars, definitely one or two. And some of the most important categories, third down defense, they had the best third down defense in NFL history. And last year they fell off a little bit, but this year I think they're going to have their big comeback moment. So, I think uh, – Daniel Hunter is obviously uh, an elite pass rusher. I think they're going to be able to uh, get after the quarterback. I think Xavier Rhodes and, and their cornerbacks are going to be, uh, you know, very, very difficult to deal with. Harrison Smith is a great safety who likes to knock people's head off. And I think that offense is going to really get humming. I'm not a big Dalvin Cook fan. I don't think he's very good. I didn't think he was that good coming out of Florida State. So I said they shouldn't have drafted him that high, but they did anyway. But overall, I think Adam Thielen is the most underrated receiver in the football. Um, I will tell you that if Adam underrated. Thielen wasn't white, most people would have him in his top five because he's really that good. Um, I don't think. I don't and Stephon Diggs is probably the best second second uh, receiver in the league uh, on, on any team. So overall, I think their offense may be able to get going. I think you're going to see Kirk Cousins put up adequate stats, not groundbreaking, but he'll be solid. And I see them being 11 and five winning that division. 
Um, second place, I am going to still go with the Packers. I think the Packers um, will be re- rejuvenated a little. Um, I see them being maybe 10 and 6. Um, I still don't – I'm, I'm close to saying they'll be a wild card team, but I'm not sure. It really just depends. Jerry, you bring up Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, he makes all the throws down the field. Yeah, you know what the problem is? He doesn't make any throw underneath. You can't, take, can't, can't look for the deep pass on every player of Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes you got to take the five-yard routes, and he is unwilling to do that. He would rather throw the ball away than take a take a shorter route. And um, so I think that's going to come back to bite him. The Bears, who last year I actually picked them to make the playoffs before the season started. Uh, shout out to me. I think uh, I think they could come back to earth a little bit. Made mainly because um, I'm not sure who's going to be the complimentary back to Tariq Cohen. Obviously, Aggie Pride, I think Tariq's great. He can't be a Bill Cow back they to, got Mike to Davis. run the ball. Yeah, but I mean... The, Jordan Howard and Mike Davis is not the same thing. I think they needed like a legitimate running back who can punish defenses for, you know, not stacking the box. I think you'll have a lot of people playing coverage against Mr. Bisky and daring uh, Mike Davis and, and Tariq to beat him. Now, Tariq, Tariq out of that backfield is um, the best weapon they have, but that's probably part of the problem. I don't know what weapons they really have on the outside. Like who? Who were their wide receivers that you're scared of? Nobody's scared of any of the receivers on the Bears. Taylor Gabriel. So overall, I don't. Guy. Taylor Gabriel was the number three receiver for the Falcons, and they were okay. Um, overall, I'm not. Nobody's scared of of the of the Bears' weapons, and I think Mitch Trubisky will continue to take a step forward. I actually think they'll be nine and seven. I think they'll probably be the most competitive division. <clears throat> but overall, I'm going to go with the Vikings. All right, that's what's up, Johnny. You got uh, any last? Words on the NFC as a whole? I mean, to win it, man, I would have to go with, man, the the Falcons, Rams, or either the the, uh, Eagles. I mean, I'm saying those those three teams. All right, all right. Let's uh, get into some AFC, fellas. Uh, Let's try to, uh, excuse me, very quickly go through – who you feel like is going to be coming out of each uh, each conference? So let's start with the AFC North. We got the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. Um, obviously, a lot of traction being made by the Browns in the offseason. A lot of big moves. Um, let's start with Jeremy eighty five. What do you feel? Uh, what do you feel like this conference uh, is going to going to end up uh, shaping at the end of the season? So NFC North, I got to go with the Steelers. Um, I think when you look at it from this standpoint, one. The two places where the Eagles had the biggest need was the position I thought was their their best at drafting at. Uh, they are the best team at drafting in their, at the wide receiver position in the league. They've been that for years. If you look at the way they draft receivers, their their track record has been before it was Antonio Brown, it was Mike Wallace, and it was Emmanuel Sanders, and then it was Antonio Brown, and then it was um, you know. They take Mart- Martavis Bryant out of uh, fourth round, and then they take Juju Smith-Schuster. How did you and- forget about Plexico and Centennial Holmes? Yeah, Centennial Holmes as well. I mean, Hans Ward. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, Hans Ward got drafted in, like, 2001. Like, I'm not going to really go back. That I mean, 
literally last has war got drafted as a quarterback for Georgia before David Green. Like I'm not gonna go back that far. I mean, I don't even think it's probably the same. I think people. it's probably the same people. But with that but being said, with that being said, track record. Their, their track record's yeah, there. Their track record's there. So I think when you look at it, they they have James Washington, who I expect to have a, a monster season this year. And, and so I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to be the best team. I think the Browns are so overrated. I'm expecting the Browns to go seven and nine. Um, I I think the reason is their schedule's tough, and I think there's so many games on that schedule that people are like, oh yeah, the Browns are going to win that because they expect the Browns to be great. But what have the Browns done? Like guys. We're talking about a team that hasn't won a, or made a playoffs since Kelly Holcomb was the starting quarterback in '98. You know, last you know who the coach was the last time they won a playoff game, Bill Belichick. Like Bill Belichick hasn't been on that team in I mean decades. So I I think the the hype on this team is 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 far exceeding what's reasonable, and I expect. That they're gonna come back down, crash into the earth. So I, I got them losing, uh, losing nine games, going seven and nine. And then on the other side, I got the Ravens taking a step back as well. Lamar Jackson I, is very, very similar to me to a Tim Tebow that's not as big. Like I, everybody's like trying to hype me up. Yeah, Look at how many games Lamar Jackson won last year. But you know what? They were winning games. They're winning games because of the fact that he was able to, to dictate the, the the running game. They were able to, to to control the clock. And then at the end of the games, he was able to make one or two plays. He was basically playing T-ball ball. And now he's coming back out in a season where his coach has already said, expect him to run more than Cam Newton's record season. And I don't think you can do that with a quarterback that's 6'2". 205 pounds. Like I, I just don't think that's a feasible way of being able to run an offense. And one of the things that you see a lot of is whenever people play Tebow the second time, they had great success versus Tebow. And likewise with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson faced one team for a second time. That was San Diego in that playoff game. And for the first three quarters, he had one of the worst three quarters to start a playoff game in the history of the NFL. He had completed like three passes. I think they had a total of like 50 yards of total offense. And it was because they had seen him play enough and they were able to change their defensive, uh, defensive scheme to face him. So right now, I got the, the, the Steelers winning that division. I got them being the number one seed in the AFC. Um, I got Steelers winning 12 games this year. Um, and then I'm going with the Ravens to win eight games to go eight and eight. I got the Browns going seven and nine with a severely disappointing season with Baker, uh, the the uh, prediction maker, Mayfield missing all his uh his 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 predictions that he says, oh, we're a Super Bowl contender. Blah, 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 blah. And then I got uh after that, the Bengals being Probably the second worst team in the league behind the Cardinals, but who knows? They could be the worst team in the league. I mean, they're that bad. Jeremy, what do we think so, about this division? Jared, I think your position is laughable. How you compare Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow to Lamar Jackson is utter foolishness. Lamar Jackson, I mean, I, Lamar Jackson is. Rookie year, Michael Vick. That's what Lamar Jackson is. Oh. Lamar Jackson, at this point in time, is probably a better passer than Michael Vick was when he came in the league. No, he's not. La- Lamar Jackson doesn't have any elite weapons on the outside. Fair enough. Okay, cool. But he's going to be able to run around. You're going to have to spy him. You're like, like what? What did the Chargers do when they were? Oh man, they 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 were able to stop him. They put an extra DP on the field. 
Or they put a bunch of DBs on the field playing linebacker. You think they haven't seen that yet? What happens now? Well, you got Mark Ingram in the backfield. They're going to run the ball down people's throats. Overall, I think that defense is going to be elite. They lost some of the older talent on it, but gaining Earl Thomas, I think, is going to be huge for them. I think they're going to be uh, the class of this division, and I think they're going to win 11 games and win the division. Overall, I think the Steelers are going to be solid, not great. I think uh, James Washington will have a, a, a good season. Juju will have a great season. But I just, I'm not sold on James Conner. I'm just not. Um, I think Big Ben is going to be on a mission to prove that, oh, man, I'm, it was all Antonio Brown. I'm going to show you what I can do to these other people. And he's going to be out there throwing picks like he always does, and he'll start blaming people, and he'll do his same old thing. And I think they'll probably make the playoffs as a wild card, maybe 10-6. and six, But that's the best I see for them. Browns, I'm going to go with 7-9, and nine, like Jared said. That's actually a probably pretty good prediction. And for the Bengals, I don't think they'll be that bad. I think they'll be 10-6. and six. They still have a little talent Maybe once A.J. Green comes back. Maybe. Yeah, 6-10, and 10, sorry. When A.J. Green comes back, um, I think they'll be able to put together some wins, but not nearly enough to make the playoffs. All right, Johnny, what do you think about this division? This man was saying the Ravens. <laughs> um, you know what? Hold on. Let me just, let me just back up <laughs> All right. Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals. All right. Um, man, Steelers are always a class of that that group. I mean, uh, they're gonna bounce bounce back back strong. Ben is gonna come come back. Juju's gonna step up. Drafted well, but do you really trust Mister? I mean, I don't even know his name. His name uh, what? Thomas Lamar? What? Lamar? What? Jackson? Huh? Jackson? Jackson? Yeah, man, dude, dude, literally, man, he is Tim. Tebow. Thank you. Literally, Thank you. He is Tim <laughs> Tebow. So, Tim Tebow is like a five-second 40. 40. I mean, but he, hey, he's, he's a, a different, runner he's version. A different version. Runner first. Yeah, man. He's a faster. Uh, no, 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 no. You can't yes, say that. Because Tim Tebow couldn't run away from you. So, you could put a linebacker to spot Tim Tebow. I but Tim Tebow, Jimmy, not Jimmy. Lamar Jackson can't run you over. Man, he's not Vic. Why do I need to run you over? He can run by you. He's not Vic. Yeah. So, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, so quick Johnny, question. Uh, I want to ask you this. I mean, so, 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 Johnny, you were in the league when Vic came in the league. Did you face Vic? No, I didn't. No, I didn't, man. I saw some film, but, though, just to be but, um, to be curious. Okay. Okay. As a passer, As a passer is Lamar Jackson close, close to what, Marcus, to what, Marcus, what Michael, Vick Michael Vick was? No, no, man. Michael's slinging, man. You know what I'm saying? Michael throw out routes, posts, digs. All of it. I mean, to me, Jackson is like a uh, check check down down guy, man. He's not throwing throwing uh, nothing deep. All his routes are going to be in that 10, 10 to 12, 12 yard range. So, yeah, man, Tebow with a better better arm. All right, cool, man. Let's uh, let's get through these last few divisions. So let's go to the AFC South, fellas. We got Jared's uh, premier team, the. Houston Texans, uh, Tennessee, the Jaguars, and the Colts. Um, let's start with Johnny, man. What, who do you see coming out of this uh, division? You know what, man? I say this about this team every year, and then they don't do not do it. But I'm going to stick with the Tennessee Titans to actually have a good, good year. Mariota uh, stepping up. Having a good, good, good season, and, and the thing is, with Henry being able to pound that ball, 
I mean, so I'm gonna go with the Titans, Houston Texans next, um, Jacksonville. I think they're all top. I mean, never prove it, and um, and I'll win it. And then I mean, uh, I'm saying last our uh, places the um, up again the team. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. Yeah, I mean, man. Yeah, I don't think they can get past that uh, luck, luck deal. Yeah, I think that I think that kind of drew them a, a, a huge blow to, especially so close to the season. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Jeremy, what do you think about this AFC South division? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> You've had some great takes, man. This is not one of your best, and it'll be proven out that way. The Colts are actually going to win this division. Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts are going to win this division. They have the best offensive line by far in this division. Jacoby Brissett is a serviceable starter. Like I said, he's Dak Prescott. That's what Jacoby Brissett is. Um, You look at their running game. I think Marlon Mack will have another big season. I think they've got the receiver on the outside in T.Y. Hilton. I think Paris Campbell... Coming over from Ohio State, 4-3 guy is going to take over and be a great number two complimentary player to him. And that defense with Darius Leonard and all of the pieces they have on that defense, I think they're the best two-way team in the NFC in the AFC South. So I got them winning this division. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing second. Okay. I think Jacksonville will have a bounce-back season. I think the Colts win 11 games. I think the, the Jaguars will win 10. I think Nick Foles being there is going to be very, very beneficial to them. One person, I'll take this out. Defensive player of the year, Josh Allen from the Jaguar. He's going to have a great season. If you see him in preseason or haven't seen him in preseason. Ho, ho, ho. Player or rookie? Oh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Sorry, okay. sorry. Player, player of the year. That's going to go. We already know who that's going to. That's uh, already determined. Everybody's going to see who's going to be second to Aaron Donald. But overall, he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. They're going to be 10-6 and because that defense is going to step back up. Third team in, my, in the division, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are going to have a great season this year by their standards and finish 8-8. Eight eight. This is a great season for the, tech, for the Titans. I don't trust their offensive line. Taylor Lewan was – a good player for a couple of years. I just don't see it anymore. I mean, I, I, overall, I think Derek here will be able to get the run game going somewhat. Um, I think that they have some, you know, solid players on defense, but nobody like like ESPN and I. Their ranking list was terrible. Um, but ESPN did a ranking list, and the Tennessee Titans didn't have one player they ranked in the top hundred in the league. So uh, overall, I mean, that the, there's a little talent gap there, but I think they'll be serviceable. And then the team I think is going to finish last. It's going to make Jared uh, you know, very upset. It's going to be the Texans. The reason why their offensive line is trash, and I do mean trash. I watched them play a couple ga- a couple minutes against the Cowboys the other night with the starters in, and I was like, this offensive line couldn't block me. And this is like this, they don't even have the their actual defensive line in. They're going to get the Cowboys backups. Like, if you can't block Taco Charlton, like you're going to be doomed when you go against Cam Jordan. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Deshaun clean. I don't think they're going to be able to keep him healthy for the full season. I think it's going to be a disaster. Lamar Miller being out, um, it doesn't help. But Duke, Jackson, Duke, Duke Johnson should be able to step in and help. But I think that Jadavion is going to be some more helps by the, end, by the beginning of the season. He's never going to play for you guys. 
and I think he's the unsung hero of your defense. J.J. Watt was getting sacked based on the fact that they were confusing people with Jadeveon Clowney. I don't think he's a player he used to be, and I'm not sure he'll stay healthy. Overall, I see the Texans being 5-11 and and this year um, and getting a great draft pick. Hopefully, you'll get a great offensive lineman, but I don't, I don't see them being very good at all this year. Damon is smoking uh, hookah. Jeremy, I don't know. What you smoking? What smoking, you smoking? smoking something <laughs> over there. Just to say the coach is going to win 11 games. I know. Like, like, 11 games. Jeremy, wow. Jeremy, let, me, let me get okay. on this. All right. So, the Texans are going to win a division. Like, I, 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 like, I'm not even being the homer. Of homework. course the Texans are going to win a division. I would have told you the Colts were going to win a division before Andrew Luck. But I think everybody's – oh, they're overreacting off the game, the, the third preseason game. We sat four of our five starting offensive linemen, and then one of the, the one guy that we started got hurt. So that, that was not indicative of our starting offensive line because Matt Khalil missed the game, Titus Howard missed the game. Uh, and we, we literally are our best offensive lineman in play. That, that rookie? Titus so Howard. You're going you're to rely, rely on a rookie who played at – where he played, Western Kentucky? No, no, he played at uh, Alabama State. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. But with Al- the- Alabama State, so you're gonna throw him in, and then you're gonna Matt Khalil, who Cam Jordan nicknamed Speed Bump McGee. That's who. You, that's who you're relying on. Listen, at the end of the day, you're talking about we're not gonna have Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney is gonna be traded probably to the Dolphins for Laramie Tunsil, so we have an offensive tackle. But here's the here's what I the the thing that baffles me. We had the worst offensive line in the league last year and won 11 games. Like at the end of the day, our offensive line can be terrible. We're going to be fine. You know why? We have one of the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the league. And at the end of the day, was the Lamar Miller injury bad? Yes. But you know what the talk is now? LaShawn McCoy is probably going to be cut so they don't have to owe him his money. So we'll probably pick up either LaShawn McCoy or Carlos Hyde or because you know he didn't get any touches uh, for Kansas City in the last preseason game, which means he's probably going to be cut. We'll get somebody to replace him, and him and Duke Johnson will be fine. That's one of the things about the running back position. I, it'd be tough if you lost somebody at a position that wasn't so replaceable because running back usually is the easiest position to bring somebody in and plug sure. them in. Quick, quick question, because you, you brought up the Saints, you know, playing that first-place schedule, and they were playing a first-place schedule last year, so it's not like it's any different. Well, can you tell me what the Texans were playing last year? The <coughs> uh, Texans were playing the third-place schedule last year. Okay, and this year they're going to be playing what? They're going to be playing the first-place schedule. We have a tough schedule. That's why I said I would have picked the Colts to win the division. But here's the problem now. Now we have six games versus the Titans, the Jags, and the Colts. So the best quarterback we're going to be facing in those six games is going to be Nick Foles. Or, or, or is it Ryan Tannehill or Mariota, depending on who gets hurt. Like, at the end of the day, what ended up happening was – the division just opened up for the Texans, and I think the Texans are going to win you 11 to 12 games. I don't think they, they get the number one seed, but I, I expect them to be able to win 11 to 12 games. I got the second team in the division is going to be the Jaguars because that defense is going to be serious, and I think Nick Foles is still a solid quarterback. I don't think he plays as well as he did in Philly, but I think he plays decent enough to get them to nine wins. Um, I think the Titans are going to get you nine wins as well. They've been nine and seven in the last three straight years. Why stop the trend now? Um, and I got the Colts. Johnny, I 100% agree with you. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to put up decent numbers. Uh, but that team's going to finish 6-10 and 10 at best. When picking a team, they say you should look at, uh, you know, the trenches. Best offensive line in the division, Colts. Best defensive line in the division, probably Texans, but Colts are 
close third behind Jaguar. I mean, like that. If you combine both, they're, they're by far the best. All right, fellas, let's move on to the AFC West. Uh, my boy Gruden down there in LA, out there with Johnny. Uh, so the Raiders are in there, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Denver Broncos, and the Chargers. Uh, let's start with Jeremy, man. Who do you feel like is going to be coming out of that AFC West division? AFC West. This is going to be an interesting um, division this year. Uh, I think the you know the team everybody thinks is going to win it is still going to win it. It's going to be the Chiefs. First off, you got too many offensive weapons on one team. They should be uh, um, you know made to disband. I think they built their team like most people would build it to play in Madden or fantasy football because. They took all of the money that they had and all of the talent that they got, and they put it all on one side of the ball. So you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Tyreek Hill, you got uh, what's the kid's name that just got drafted to the Rams in four three? Nico Hardman. Throw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Him from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, and then they they, they throw him out there with Travis Kelsey. Um, you throw them out there with Sammy Watkins. I mean, the only thing they they got a great offensive line. The only thing they really don't have is a running game. Um, which I don't think they're going to need this year. I think they'll throw the ball all over the field because Patrick Mahomes this year, um, I don't. I think he's going to come back to the pack from a number standpoint, but I think he's probably going to be even better than he was last year. Because last year, he actually got lucky a lot of times. He threw a lot of pickable balls that weren't picked. I think this year you'll see him kind of clean that stuff up and be even better. Um, so I, I think the, the Chiefs are going to win the division. Second place, I'm going to shock a lot of people and say I think the Broncos are going to finish second place in this division. I think Vic Fangio's defense um, there with the Broncos is going to be um, stellar. I think they have the best two defensive ends in football uh, as a combo. I think Bradley Chubb this year will be all pro. If you haven't watched him play, that guy's special. Um, and then to throw him there with Von Miller, I think that defense is going to get after it. You still got Chris Harris Jr. on the outside. I think their, their defense is going to be top two uh, in the league. And I think Joe Flacco will be able to do some – you know, traditional Joe Flacco game managing. So I think they'll be solid. I, I like to like Cortland Sutton on the outside to uh, throw in with Emmanuel Sanders coming back from his injury. So, um, you know, I think they'll finish second. Third place, I'm going to say the Chargers. I think they'll be a solid 8-8 eight and eight like they you know generally do most years. I just don't trust them. I don't trust the Chargers. I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I don't trust that they're going to do the things that they need to do in order to get uh, to where they want to get to. I think Melvin Gordon being out. And I don't think he's going to come back for that team. I think they're going to eventually end up trading him because he's not going to play for what they want to pay him. Um, and I don't think they'll be a very good team this year. I, I think they'll be 8-8. Eight and eight. And then last place, obviously, it'll be John Gruden and his... I mean, I can't even do a Gruden voice. I mean, uh, he was out there chasing around quarterbacks. a terrible impersonation, by the way. Yeah, it was. Well, horrible. terrible impersonation for a terrible coach. He's oh, out there God. chasing quarterbacks around the other day. Uh, on, on hard knocks, I mean, there's they're they're gonna be they're gonna be terrible. <laughs> Derek Carr is gonna have a good year, I think, but I'm hoping he doesn't because I think you know everybody's talking about this, the the Saints quarterback controversy. You said that before. You want him to go to the Saints? We got we get. I do. I, I want him to be. I want him to have a bad year so he goes to the Saints. Um, but who knows? Taysom Hill might be the truth for us. So that's my division. That's terrible. Uh, did you want somebody to fail so they go to your team? Ah. But, uh, Johnny, Phil, what do you think about Phil this AFC West division? Man, I don't want to even waste my time time on this one. <laughs> hey, this is a one-team team race. The uh, Chiefs Chiefs were one D, D4 from going to the Super Bowl. So, weapons are back. Quarterback is better. And uh, I don't see 
anybody beating them in that in that in that group. So yep, Chiefs, yep. Chiefs, Chiefs all the way. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to win that division. Um, I think they're clearly the class of the division. I think they're the most talented team in the NFL. But I think if you're looking at it from a realistic standpoint, I think the Chargers are gonna be right there. I mean, the Duran James injury hurts. But, I mean, when you got Joey Bosa, you got Melvin Ingram, you got Keenan Allen on, on, as a receiver, and I think Mike Williams is, is primed to have a monster year. He had he had 11 uh, receiving touchdowns last year. So I think he was he was coming to his own before that season ended. I expect them to win. I, I, I got the Chiefs winning 12 games as well. Uh, I, I got them not having the home uh, the home field advantage because I got that going to the Steelers. But I think they'll be they, – they may have a, a bye in the first round just because of the talent they have around them. Um, but in reality, I got the the Chargers finishing at eleven and five. Um, I got the sneaky. I got the Raiders going eight and eight. I think they're going to have a much improved season. I, I as much as everybody you know talks about Antonio Brown, and I can't stand him when he's talking. I mean, dude's a baller on the football field, and and I think Hunter Renfro has a good year, and Derek Carr does. And then I think at the last place, I think anytime your team has Joe Flacco as the starting quarterback, and you're not named the Ravens in two thousand and twelve, then that's a bad recipe for your your season. Joe Flacco, did he have like seven straight winning seasons to start his career? Uh, yeah, but let's let let's get la- last one. I know we got to kind of wrap this thing up, Johnny. Um, if you want to get into the AFC East real quick, my computer's computer's about to die. But man, look, it's the Patriots, man. I mean, you don't even have to bring up any other team. It's the Patriots. I mean, I mean uh, <laughs> Dolphins not gonna do nothing. Jets not gonna do nothing. Bills. The Bills are gonna be horrible, so it's the Patriots again. So, hey man, I I appreciate you uh, dialing in and, and joining us tonight, Johnny man. Yes, the, sir, your man. Thank you guys, man, for having me. Experience, obviously, in the topic of football is unbelievable. We appreciate you tuning in with us, man. So, all right, guys. Hey man, thank you. This, this man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back soon, so you can see how. Uh, I'll write my predictions. This man said the coast is gonna go eleven and five. Pass him the hookah, please. <laughs> eleven and five. All right. You'll be out in LA soon, man. We're gonna nickname him Jay Cush. Yeah. <laughs> so for me in this division, I'm gonna go with the Patriots to win it, obviously, because that's what the Patriots do. They win the division every year. Um, but I think I was a year early on the on the Jets. I think the Jets are gonna be able to push them. Probably get to 11 wins this year. I think Sam Darnold's going to take a huge step forward. Le'Veon Bell's going to help out. I think their biggest problem is they don't have a number one uh, number one receiver, really. Um, I, I like uh, Robbie Anderson, but I think he's probably built to be more of a one and a half, maybe like Juju was last year. Um, but overall, I think they're going to be good from that side of the ball. I like the acquisition of Adam Gates. I think he's a great play caller. He's going to help them out a lot. And I like the acquisition of um, Greg Williams on the defensive side. Now, they couldn't do anything with my boys last week, but, I mean, who can? I think they'll be 11 wins, followed by the Bills, who I think will have seven wins, maybe. I like Josh Allen. I think he'll have a solid year. Uh, and the Dolphins just don't have anybody to play quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick will probably start 2-0, and and then he'll probably lose his last 14 games. AFC East, 85. So, uh, I think it's pretty simple. I got the Patriots winning the division, but I don't think they're going to be nearly as good this year. Um, I think they got a lot of talent on the outside, but I think Brady takes a step back. So, I'll take the Patriots to win the division at 10-6. and six. Um, And then I got, um, after the Patriots winning that division, I got the, um, the Jets winning 
I'd probably say they went eight games. I think they're going to be much improved because I think Le'Veon Bell is that good of a player. Uh, but in reality, I mean, he's not Barry Sanders. Um, rest of that division is trash. Uh, Dolphins are probably going to finish four and twelve. I would probably pick the Bills to go six and ten. Um, but there, there's not really anybody besides that that I would be concerned about winning any inordinate amount of games. I think that that division is pretty much a, a one-team division as it's been for the last decade. And uh, I think Brady knows win it, but I don't think they go back to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game this year. I got them going uh, 11 – or I got them going 10-6. and six. All right, that's what's up, fellas. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to hit them, hit them crack, the, the, the pass cracking. Um, I'm actually ready for it to get a little bit cooler so it'll actually feel like football season. But – uh, next week, we're going to talk more about uh, uh, the NFL, obviously, and then we're going to get into some college games as well. So, uh, you guys got any uh, any parting thoughts What you guys up to this weekend? Man, uh, I, I got no parting thoughts besides the fact that college football starts tomorrow, man. So, uh, go, go. I mean, it started last weekend, quote unquote, but now that when the national champions play, that's when it starts. So, uh, Clemson plays Georgia Tech tomorrow. Uh, any, any betters? I'm going to have this out, podcast out beforehand. Any betters? Are you ready, Jared? Um, one, two, three, four. Uh, one, two, three, four. C L E M S O N T I G E R S. Fight tigers, fight tigers, fight, fight, fight. Woo! All right, that's that's, right, that's the way it goes. Um, so uh, anybody that's a better, I, I would tell <laughs> I you. I'm to see Jared's face. But yeah, like I said, any, anybody that's that's a gambler, I would tell you to take the. Uh, Take Clemson. I take Georgia Tech uh, minus thirty-seven and a, uh, I think it's, I think they're plus thirty-seven and a half or something like that right now. Um, I mean that that line's only gonna get. You know, they're, they're, I don't think they're covering that much. So, uh, but you know, get ready for college football and, and you know, enjoy yourself. Celebration, Charlie Murphy. I, I. My shout out for um, today is gonna go to Champ Fleming. Man, I gotta throw this out there. Champ Fleming is a wide receiver. Who, who's been announced to be a starter for Oklahoma, uh, for Oregon State this season. Champions 5'5", 141 pounds, man. Go follow your dreams, man. Make it happen. <laughs> that might tell you about how bad Oregon State is as well. Shout, shout out to him, man. 5'5", 130? Golly. 140, 141. He might as well be, you know, a short, shorter uh, Mayweather. Yeah. As always, uh, listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on IG, uh, me bros underscore podcast. Tune in, tell us about us, give us some uh, feedback, uh, and we look forward to uh, talking to you guys next week. We out.